Hey, everybody. Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. Wanted to let you all know there's plenty of time to participate in the 2021 Candy Benchmark Research Program. And while there's no deadline to start participating in our Benchmark Research Program this year, there is a deadline to finish, and that's August 31st. We've also got so many great events coming up, virtual conferences, workshops, webinars, lots of recruiting, hiring, and candidate experience resources on our website as well at thetalentboard.org. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Having every candidate get a correctly formatted offer is table stakes. And the outcomes that organizations actually are looking for are things like faster time to fill and providing a better candidate experience, which I'm sure you would measure it in many different ways. But uh, I always define that as how many of your candidates accept your offer. Are you getting a high acceptance rate of the most talented people or a low acceptance rate? You're listening to the Candy Shop Talk podcast brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards Benchmark Research and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman. Talent Board is the first nonprofit research organization focused on elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience. The Candy Shop Talk podcast welcomes Steve Fayer, Director of Product Marketing at Eightfold, an AI talent management platform transforming how companies hire, engage, and retain talent, and a proud Candy sponsor. Listen in on how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business bottom line. Steve, thank you so much for joining me on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today? Well, thanks, Kevin, for having me on the show. My name is Steve Fayer, Director of Product Marketing for Eightfold AI. And uh, in that role, I have worked all across our communications, product, customer storytelling since I joined the company in 2018. So that's been about three years, uh, seen us grow up from a little startup. And today, as we've grown up, I focus just on our talent acquisition solutions. I try to help our developers understand what our customers need and what to build, then tell the customers in the world about what we've built and how our customers are succeeding with it, and then listen to our customers so we can understand what we need to build next. Well, I say this has been a very exciting time. I know the past year has been, obviously that's going to be a mixed bag for many people and many industries. But I think what I was going with there is the fact that I've been in the HR recruiting technology space for almost going on 22 years now. I've seen a lot of technologies come and go, and there's been some exciting things, but really the past few years, in particular with machine learning and natural language processing and the AI smart technologies that now are helping companies improve recruiting and hiring in various capacities. And considering the past year, companies, some TA teams have gotten leaner. It is an exciting time. And we know we hear it from our candy community that really depending on technologies from sourcing pre-application all the way to onboarding today. So why don't you tell us more about Eightfold AI and what specifically as it relates to recruiting and hiring, you're helping customers challenges that you're helping them overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what we do fundamentally is AI. It's right there in the company name, of course. And uh, we built a deep learning AI technology that works with your existing applicant tracking system. So we're not an ATS and we're not here to replace your ATS. We're there to augment what you get from that existing system. The ATS was really designed as a system of record. 
It was designed to help you manage the process, manage the necessary, in many cases, legally required flow of action with that candidate. But it wasn't designed to do all of the things that, well, frankly, add up to experience today. How do you engage candidates? How do you select the candidates to speak to? How do you then go through the whole process of getting to an offer and then getting into something else, which is part of the nuts and bolts of the organization and legally required? So the challenge we had found is that the ATS and current practice and tools that organizations have just don't lead to the outcomes they're looking for. Because having every candidate get a correctly formatted offer is table stakes. And the outcomes that organizations actually are looking for are things like faster time to fill and providing a better candidate experience, which I'm sure you would measure it in many different ways. But uh, I always define that as how many of your candidates accept your offer. Are you getting a high acceptance rate of the most talented people or a low acceptance rate? And increasingly, diversity is a consideration as well. Are you meeting your diversity goals as an organization and your DE&I goals holistically as an organization? And how is your recruiting and uh, talent acquisition process helping you with this? So ATS doesn't do that today. A lot of ATSs have started adding on additional solutions, or you can buy them standalone, CRM tools, many, many different ways to source, but you end up with a, a jumble, you end up with a mess. And what we discovered is by coming in with really sophisticated AI, we could build a platform that does everything from requisition to offer and optimize it all. So that's what we've been able to do with our uh, talent intelligence platform uh, built on that AI. I want to explore a couple of things more than what you said, but I do, I want to throw out there that the point that I've been making the, the past year, and again, this is not, of course, to disparage any solution provider, especially Eightfold, any of the candy sponsors, but the reality at the end of the day is that candidates, they're not thinking about the company's technology stack. So my whole point is that at the end of the day, they want to get the job, but obviously most candidates don't get hired for any given job at any given time when you run the numbers. But what they want to have is a somewhat of a quality fair experience, right? They're communicated with, they're engaged, and they're given definitive closure if the company is not going to pursue them. And the technology, which I want to then have you give us some examples when you say end to end of what Eightfold AI can do, but the, I mean, that's the reality, right? So all those touch points from beginning to as far as I get as a candidate impact my perception of your business, your brand, and the fairness of what I just experienced. And so technology is a huge differentiator today, especially with companies of any hiring volume and scale that they, they have to have this. So give us an example when you say AI from sourcing through later stages, walk us through that. So fundamentally what our AI is doing is uh, predicting whether someone is going to be successful in a role. Won't belabor it, but AI is its not a robot. It's not a horror movie where there is going to be some machine that slowly becomes conscious and in the fourth act tries to take over the world. It's, that's not what AI is. It's math. It's math applied at very, very large scale. It's the algebra you did on your whiteboard in high school or your chalkboard if you're my age. And it is just done on a billion chalkboards at a time. And what we're calculating is is this person going to be successful in this job as measured on they're going to keep that job for a substantial period of time and even get a promotion? That's what we're, we're calculating. And we're able to do that because we have seen at this point more than a billion career paths of people who have, some of them just beginning their career, some have had long careers, and then calculate all together what factors went into making someone successful. And then we're able to apply that at scale. So to start with, 
you open a requisition, then you need to decide exactly what the requirements of the job are going to be. We use AI to help you define that using experiences, prior roles, prior companies, but most importantly, skills. And you can define the skills you're looking for in the job, and we'll actually look for those skills. I think the next thing you need to do is you need to source for the job. AI really powers this up because we're going to take all of the talent that you have ever encountered as a company, everyone who's in your ATS or ATSs, if you've got more than one, everyone who's ever applied, everyone you've sourced, even your employees and alumni, if you connect appropriate data and systems, and we're going to put them in your own talent network, a single talent network, because if they fold, every single role that you try to hire for, every person in that talent network will be considered. And any decent-sized company with at least 1,000 employees is going to have a large talent network, hundreds of thousands of people that they know about. And so that's a substantial advantage when you can source from that talent network virtually instantly, because you'll click a button with Eightfold and see, ah, I've got 5,000 people already who are relevant for this job ranked in order based on the calculation of how closely they match my requirements as likely to succeed in this role. Doesn't mean that you agree with every recommendation. You thumbs down some, the AI learns a little bit more from your decision. But then you can immediately go from there, which is a huge time savings. And if you aren't finding who you want, you can keep sourcing. We can help with that too, or change your requirements if you're not seeing who you expected. Then you need to engage candidates as well. We have uh, CRM built right in. A lot of that is table stakes, but we use AI as well to help you understand who's going to be interested in the content and even jobs that you have to share. Event recruiting is built in. We can read resumes really quickly. So just give us a whole lot of resumes. We'll upload and parse it automatically. So you don't need to do anything manual there. Scheduling is built in and uh, reporting is built in. Everything you need to do up to that point of offer, you'll make a decision, advance candidates through Eightfold, uh, sync it back to your ATS in real time. We find most of our customers want to work exclusively in Eightfold, although some will work back and forth, but it does sync so that there's no issue. So the AI really creates advantages at every single stage, uh, taking advantage of our team's deep expertise there. But I, I think probably, and I know we'll talk more about this, the most significant comes to the very front end, which is the career site, the candidate experience that starts there. And the fact of the matter is that with the, the sheer volume of transactions and individuals that your system has now looked at, I think you referenced the number 1 billion, right? Does that what you said? 1 billion? 1 billion with a yeah, B. One, That's one, right. one billion. I just, sorry, I just have this Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. <laughs> 1 billion or 1 million. That was the joke. You, you got that reference, right? Well, uh, your audience can't see me, but I am very bald. <laughs> okay. So comedy aside, is this across job types, personas, skill sets? Do you find that you're focused more on hourly positions? Does it also include professional positions? Is it across the board? What, I mean, where's your sweet spot then when it comes to helping companies really even source their own? Because that's been the life, lifetime problem with, with organizations, right? They got a huge database of folks, and yet they're still going out like ground the movie, another movie, Groundhog Day. Like it's a new experience going out and trying to source externally. So anyway, as I ramble on, but are you focused across the board? Only one of the stats, which we learned recently that I love is 40% of applicants are repeat applicants. And so why did they have to apply again? If you'd already known about them and they were going to be good for a future job, you should have reached out to them. It's not fair to expect that if you had no capability to do that. But at any rate, to your question, uh, Kevin, we have found this works for every job type that we've applied it to. And when we were first getting started, when I came into the company a few years ago, there was a heavier focus on tech jobs, a lot of engineering jobs, and a lot of finance jobs. 
So we were largely seeing that the uh, the companies that we'd engage with earlier on had these these high value jobs with, or at least they perceived a lack of talent available in the market. As we've continued to grow, we have picked up customers in, I believe now we're at 22 industries based in four continents. They're using our technology to hire at least one job in 110 countries, 19 languages. It just works because the AI that lives underneath it has been patented as of last year, is really flexible and advanced. So it's able to actually learn any, any job category, uh, learn qualifications from the data it sees, and then make valid predictions. So there are a lot of companies today, or a lot more companies, there's been a lot of money pouring into HR and recruiting technology, which is great for our space too. And there's a lot of organizations that are claiming similar things. Where I'm going with this is, you know, you, you've already validated a few things, right? With the patent that you just referenced and the, 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 just the, the number of transactions. What else then differentiates how you're helping companies today versus similar companies that are out there, big, big and small, right? I mean, many of them are also candy sponsors as well, but how else are you dif- differentiating? Yeah. And, you know, there, as you mentioned, there are a lot of other companies out there and going from zero solutions to any of those other companies, I'm sure will help you. What sets us apart is that AI. And let me give a more concrete example of how that works from the candidate's point of view when they're going to look for a job on a career site. Because I think that really illustrates what having this kind of AI, and I've called it deep learning, that's the type of AI that it is, what it can actually do. So we power a career sites, we call it a personalized career site with our AI lying underneath it. A candidate will go to this career site, they will see the full list of jobs, there's 1,505 jobs available. You can, if you choose, search them, read the job descriptions as you would on just about any other career site. Because we have this AI, what we prominently feature on our career sites that we power is upload your profile. This can be a resume, can be a profile downloaded from a social network, can be a different formats. Once you upload it, yes, agree to the privacy policy. We do observe that. It will, in a second or two, match your qualifications and background against every of one of those however many jobs there are available, 500, 5,000, 50,000, just take a second. And those jobs will be ranked for you. So for each of those jobs, you no longer see X number of jobs in a search filter. You now see this job is a strong match for you. This other job is a strong match for you. This one's a, it's an okay match. But for each of these, here is exactly why. The recruiter and hiring manager determined that they wanted someone with this level of experience and they liked these kinds of specific prior jobs. They're looking maybe for some of these prior companies. You've done one of those things checkbox for that. And here's the skills that you have that are also requested for this job. You either have those skills on your resume or those skills are skills that you will have learned from having those jobs because our AI has seen so many career paths it knows. Somebody who is a director of sales for five years at this kind of company is going to have certain skills because you've seen so many examples even if that person gave us nothing but their title and company. And so we can do this matching really quickly at scale and personalized for you. Then all you need to do is decide if you want to apply for the job because you can see exactly why it's the right job for you. Click a button, it'll pre-fill with information from your resume so it goes really goes really fast. So that skills-based focus and that kind of matching is what uh, AI can do. It goes beyond simply reading the language on the resume. The natural language processing part is important, but less impressive. It's that deep understanding, which can get at the skills that's much more uh, impressive and frankly unique. I've not seen any other provider able to do that today. Is that, and that's based on, again, 
looking with all the transactions that your system has done and, and the algorithms have done, that's determining hiring success based on skill sets, right? Is there performance data that's, that gets pulled in by any of your customers and, and looking at, or is that something that is coming? Is that they're now being able to tie back that not only was this hiring success, but this person performed over time based on that set of skills and the match that we came about. Does you, you understand what I'm asking? Is, is that something that's that's there or will or will be there maybe? Yeah, I, I think I follow what you're, you're asking, Kevin. Uh, I'd say that's indirect and here's why. So if you hire somebody for a job and they just don't work out, it happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully everyone shakes hands and feels okay. So if someone doesn't work out for the job, RAI would see that. You could see this person only held this job for for six months. And that would be an indicator that maybe that particular elements of their background were not a predictor of success for this job that they took. So if that's the trend we see, then that would suggest a performance relevant to considering somebody for a job like that again. Of course, we also see that people come from a certain job to a certain other job, whether it is a direct kind of career progression or something more of a shift. One thing interesting we've seen, for example, we have customers doing this now. They hire recruiters who started their careers in sales. So they started out in some kind of inside sales or sales development role for a few years. Uh, that often burns people out, but they make great recruiters because it's the same core skill set. And that's, I think it's more fun personally. So we have a customer who's now hiring former former inside sales and sales development reps as, as recruiters and training them to use Aidful, which is something that the AI could predict because it's seen examples of that. And now they're, they're pipelining that way a little bit more. So that's how I would think about performance because uh, what's really critical here is this this, the information on your resume, setting aside that someone can, can lie, the information about your career path is objective. You did have this job and you either held it for a long time and advanced and therefore were successful or you, or you didn't. But, but hold on, Steve, one more quick thing about that. And I'm not trying to throw a monkey wrench at you, but we do know that that argument for the past five-ish years or whatever, about 10 years being shorter. How do you take that into consideration then? Because just because, I mean, is working at it in a job for six months doesn't necessarily mean that I wasn't successful at that job. I mean, especially in the year of COVIDs with companies shutting down and freezing and hiring again. So how do you account for that? There's going to be a, a curve here. So if you have the kinds of jobs where people tend to be in very long tenures, let's say academic or positions, tenured academic positions. So five years might be a short role there. Whereas I mentioned sales development in tech sales development, three jobs in five years strikes me as very average, maybe even long tenure. So we would see the type of job, all, all of this would be dynamic for the specific job because we're looking at all the factors to find the best fit. Yeah. I liked that example of the, that one, your one customer of turning the sales folks into recruiters. That's great. That's a great story, especially in, in now that we're coming out of the COVIDs are at least getting there and companies, more and more companies will start hopefully ramping and hiring and what we're hearing from our candy community. So Steve, tell me something top secret. I promise I won't tell anybody at all. I won't share it. Nobody's going to hear it. But what's coming? Is there something exciting that's going to be released? I mean, in the summer, the fall, what's going on? Well, uh, I'm not sure I can really get into 
product roadmap specifics. <laughs> All right. Um, so nothing, nothing that's going to be announced soon then that you've, that you've already got in, a, in, the, in the marketing pipeline. I'll share it. We are having our Eightfold Cultivate Summit. Please come look that up. And part of that is going to be a roadmap presentation where we will have uh, well-vetted information that we can share. But beyond that, especially if you're a dear listener, w- one thing that is really important for us is not just thinking about talent acquisition, but thinking about talent in a much broader sense. You find on our website, our vision is the right career for everyone in the world. You know, I, I know there's a cliche about Silicon Valley visions, but we're pretty serious about this. We actually start meetings thinking about plans to say, so write this on the board or put up a slide and now we're virtual say, so how are we keeping this in mind when we approach the future? And one of the ways we're thinking about that is broader career opportunity. So it's not talent acquisition for companies, it is however career development and career reinvention. We're looking at uh, working increasingly with government agencies and government entities to power their uh, career exchanges. Every government has one of these, I think all 50 states plus cities and uh, sovereign Indian tribes and, and all kinds of other groups run these exchanges so that people who are looking for work in the state, at the state level, often on unemployment. If you're on unemployment, you will be invited to join an exchange where employers will post jobs. But these are very circa 2005 kind of job boards today. And we are now working with state governments to rebuild their career site and make it an eightfold powered career site so that not only is it automated to show here are all the jobs ranked for you that you can do, but here are also potentially learning opportunities, things that you should consider doing for yourself to make yourself more employable. So it's it's approaching a different kind of problem. And I think this will really help talent acquisition in the long run because, well, your organization should consider joining one of these exchanges at the state level if you've not done this already, especially in a world where there's been a tremendous amount of disruption in the job market with millions of people who found their careers may no longer be what they would have expected because of COVID. We really have to find ways to help them look for new opportunity. And so we're doing this with, with government. So we're partnered with the state of Indiana. The Hoosier Talent Network is now powered by Eightfold. And um, we will have others this year as well, the state and hopefully other levels as well that are going to be doing this. That's great because that's also, it sounds like that would be very helpful for individuals looking for work at businesses big and small in the states that they reside in. So I hope that that continues to grow for you as well. That's going to be super important to still get the millions back to work that are out of work now. The last question I always like to ask is the fact that we're always working all the time. And I also want to thank Eightfold AI, of course, for sponsoring the candies. We really appreciate your support and you understand the value of improving recruiting, hiring and candidate experience, but we're always working all the time. We're always talking about this stuff, right, Steve? So what else besides work does Steve like to do? Oh boy. Well, uh, you know, I think Kevin, you and I both uh, live in some of the uh, the greener and bluer areas of California here, where uh, where there's some nature right outside. Uh, so uh, I feel real fortunate to be right on the coast and uh, like to go uh, run and, and hike out there and enjoy it every time I get a chance. Uh, sometimes I uh, listen to podcasts, but often just the the nature around. Spare time, uh, I, I like to work on some uh, local initiatives, uh, working on some better public school uh, initiatives with some uh, real smart folks uh, here in the Bay Area and um, health and social justice uh, initiatives as well. I like to do crossword puzzles. If you, if you Google my last name and crosswords, you'll find something interesting. 
Yeah. That's, a, that's an exercise to the listener. All right, I'll do it after. I'll do it after this. Sure. Yeah. I'll do it's, it. It's, okay. it's just whatever you find. It's not about me. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as soon as the pandemic is, is really over, uh, I have a long list of travel, lots of babies to meet and uh, friends to see, uh, post-wedding uh, sure. events to go to and, and, and such. So hopefully uh, by the time uh, you're hearing my voice, I'm going to be somewhere else. Well, good. I hope so too, Steve. And I, I hope that for all of us. So thanks so much for sharing and being on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. And again, maybe who knows, maybe later this year, we'll be able to see each other in person and, and do the things, some of the things we used to do, like go to a conference, right? Well, we, uh, we've we just signed up at Eightfold for back to work here, right, uh, Kevin? We, we signed up for HR Tech go, uh, in the fall in Las good. Vegas. Excellent. So, uh, okay. Yeah, if, if you're know, all in, you're all in. Yeah, I hope to see you there, and yeah. uh, please uh, come to our booths there, and uh, we'll we'll show you what we're uh, doing direct. That sounds great, Steve. Well, thanks again. All right, thanks, Kevin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Candy Shop Talk podcast. For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Benchmark Research, visit www.thetalentboard.org.